am before you to discuss a topic that's as exciting as a robot doing the cha-cha, the unlikely dance between artificial intelligence and authentic leadership. It's like pairing a high-tech robot with a hipster wearing vintage clothes. A fusion, both intriguing and slightly bewildering. I'm Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to The Wild Conversation, uh, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake uh, and for the sake of others. That is our aspiration. And today we're talking about this, artificial intelligence and authentic leadership. Now let's dive into the epic tango between AI, authentic leadership, um, and let's let's picture a robot CEO making data-driven decisions while rocking a crisp suit and tie. AI offers unparalleled efficiency and decision-making prowess. With its ability to crunch mind-boggling amounts of data, AI can spot patterns faster than you can say, Siri, tell me a joke. It's like having a super smart sidekick with an endless supply of calculators. But hold your applause, folks. Authentic leadership with its emphasis on self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and ethics is the secret sauce that AI just can't replicate. Authentic leaders bring genuine human connection, empathy, and moral judgment to the table, things that even the smartest algorithms can't compute. While AI might be able to analyze mountains of data, it can't feel the warm fuzzies of human emotions. Imagine a robot attempting to inspire and motivate a team when it's monotone with its monotone voice. Now that's a comedy show waiting to happen. Authentic leadership thrives on genuine relationships and the power to inspire others. It's like the difference between watching a robot do a PowerPoint presentation versus witnessing as a charismatic leader captivating the crowd with their wit and charm. But fear not, my friends, because AI and authentic leadership can indeed coexist in harmony. It's like a quirky buddy cop movie. Each one brings something unique to the table resulting in a dynamic duo that can save the day. To make this partnership work, leaders need to embrace their human quirks and leverage AI as a trusty sidekick rather than an all-knowing overlord. Self-awareness is key. Recognizing your strengths, your weaknesses, your values, and let AI fill in the gaps. Just like Batman needs his trusty utility belt, authentic leaders can use AI as a tool to enhance their decision-making powers. Creating a culture that values human connection and empathy is crucial too. And while AI can automate tasks, it can't replace the power of a pat on the back or a genuine conversation. Let's not turn workplaces into cold metallic realms where robots rule. Instead, let's foster environments where humans feel valued and appreciated. After all, no one wants to be replaced by a robot boss, right? Ethics, my friends, is another critical aspect of this dance. Authentic leaders must ensure that AI systems are aligned with their values and don't go all Terminator on us. We don't want AI making biased decisions or making over the world, taking over the world while we're busy sipping our morning coffee. Like Leaders need to keep a watchful eye and ensure that AI is fair, transparent, and accountable. Don't worry. We're not asking you to become robot babysitters, just responsible leaders with a touch of AI oversight. 
Finally, let's remember that this dance is ever evolving. AI technology is advancing at warp speed and leaders must be ready to adapt like a break dancer at a techno party. Stay curious, agile, and open to new possibilities. Embrace AI as a chance to shape the future of leadership, a future that preserves the human touch while tapping into the amazing potential of technology. And in conclusion, folks, AI and authentic leadership dance, that dance is no joke. It's a partnership that can lead us to exciting new frontiers. So let's put on our dancing shoes, crank up the AI algorithms, and create a, a symphony of leadership that's both human and high-tech. Full stop. Put on the brakes. Prepare yourself right now for a severe transition. That entire statement I just made was generated by AI. I'm serious. Um, it was. Write this in the chat right now. What are you thinking and how do you feel? The only thing that is me in everything I just described to you outside of my intro of I'm Dr. Rob McKenna and welcome to the wild conversation. And this is me. And I could tell you why that intro matters to me. The whole thing is that I asked chat GPT to create something for me with one simple statement. Create a 5,000 word speech for me that is about the relationship between artificial intelligence and authentic leadership. Oh, and the next two pieces are me too. After this AI platform wrote the speech, I asked it to cut it in half. <laughs> it was too long. And then after that, after trimming it, I asked it to make it funny. That's it. The rest has no Rob edits and is in essence, isn't me. It's not bad. It's relatively informative and might help someone in some way, but it's not me. And from my perspective, provides a very shallow set of scratches on the surface of something that matters. It sounds like most leadership books. <laughs> I got to be honest, it sounded like most leadership books. I would say this too. The other thing that was me was my affect. My presence that I rehearsed and tried to <laughs> layer over the words that were not said the way I would ever say them. Even the cringy jokes, like there's stuff in there. I wanted to edit so badly this morning, people. And I just, I was like, I'm going to try to say this exactly the way it came out. Oh, and there, there are so many questions you might be asking yourself right now. And questions that I've been asking myself in the last two weeks in preparation to talk about artificial intelligence, intelligence and authentic leadership. And you might be asking or thinking these, some of these things. Wow. That was creative. Didn't, didn't see that coming. Or I knew he would do that. Why wouldn't you try the technology if you're going to talk about it? Um, another thing I thought about was the risk I took is that some of you might not come back unless I'm going to use AI in the future because it was so much better than Rob. Like you're like, it actually kind of made me cringe when I saw some of you laughing. I was like, okay, it's actually working. Um, some of you are thinking, I feel lied to. I'm not sure I'll ever trust Rob again or worse. I didn't trust him in the first place. He simply affirmed my distrust. And I hope that's not true. Um, another thing is how will I ever know if AI is what I'm hearing or an actual person? Thanks for that, Rob. So question everything you hear from now on. I don't know if that's good or bad. Others of you are thinking more existentially. Will it even matter? If so, why will it matter? Um, some of you, others might be thinking practically. I don't care if it matters. Will it help me write, get there faster and get it done more, like help me make more money and get everything done quicker. 
So first off, let me assure you that everything I'm about to say is from the fallible, mistaken, but convicted, relatively experienced leadership thinker who is still and always will be working it out and who cares deeply about you, almost to a fault sometimes, who is uncomfortable in many social interactions after 4 p.m. The guy some of you know as Dr. Rob McKenna, this is me. I won't trick you again today, that of which I promise. And I'm not a bot. I am. This is actually me. Um, what did I learn and have I learned interacting with the technology in its current form? Honestly, I wrote a very clean set of paragraphs. Uh, it, it wrote a very clean set of paragraphs that were better than many of the first paragraphs written by my graduate students when they first entered graduate school. Um, the humor was cringy at best, and it took everything in me not to edit things. <laughs> so you might believe it was me. It was clean, relatively accurate in describing terms, funny in a stock kind of way, but lacked the depth that my graduate students developed over a couple of years. Regardless of that, without my edits, it may be accurate, but it will always lack depth as long as a human being doesn't touch it with their fallible hands. In this, this preparation for this even moment on artificial intelligence and authentic leadership has so many pathways to explore and understand. In fact, we may need to do another entire series to develop some thinking of the appropriate depth. But let me tell you some of the things that I believe are important today. So big statements that deserve our attention. Uh, here's the first thing. One, what does it mean to author? I have heard several leaders say now that they can write because of AI. I think that's true and not true. One thing that I told my graduate students over the years, long before AI emerged, was that writing in, is in its best form. Writing in its best form is the deeper process of thinking. Pen to paper, this is what I said to them, and or fingers to keyboards. This is why I tried to scare them off when they came to interview at interview day. Pen to paper or fingers to keyboards is the easy part. The hard part is the thinking and the research. The best writing is 75% thinking and 25% pen to paper. Without the thinking, it is no longer our best writing and authorship. Number two, the landscape of AI is changing quickly. So quickly, when we used to talk about AI even 10 years ago, it was a very different conversation. Back then, I would ask my doctoral students to imagine the future of our work in industrial organizational psychology when jobs are now done by machines. But to be honest, most of the conversation was about blue-collar jobs. Now, the conversation is about white-collar jobs and that we may need to get used to doing blue-collar jobs again. <laughs> and the point being, I don't know where the technology is going to continue to land. I'm not that kind of futurist, although I have some predictions. Number three, AI may be, as some are saying, the greatest innovation since the smartphone in terms of its capacity to change how we do things and even what we think about but it is still a technology. And every technology, anything in the hands of human beings will be used for altruistic and other-centric purposes and for nefarious purposes. In any conversation about anything, politics, technology, theology, psychology, and leadership, what we are going to have for lunch or the 10 tips for better marriages, we can never dismiss the reality of our capacity as human beings to serve as a redemptive force in our world or to do great damage. And that capacity, I believe, is in each of us and is always there. Like we can't have a responsible conversation about this without putting that on the table. Number four, AI, just like the typewriter, the personal computer, the printing press and electricity and everything atomic or and nuclear, this technology can help us I once had a leader come to Seattle to ask me whether or not 
you could mentor people online, to which I said, I don't care about that question. <laughs> and I said, of course you can. And I think one of the fundamental assumptions behind his question is that we're doing face-to-face -face mentoring better anyway. Like we're doing it well. So let's talk about this other thing. And I'm like, if you could do it better online, then do it. If it helps us do us better, better, let's do it better. And then number five is this, what matters? Who matters? And what do you believe about human beings? Do they have inherent value? All of them or just some of them? Where does the, the value come from? And here's one more possibility that will hopefully provide the necessary fodder for a wild conversation you might have today, tomorrow, or in the coming weeks. My hope is that what I'm a, what this next part, what I'm about to say, comes with the greatest level of humility that I can muster, and also in light of my reality that I do not know where all this is going. How do we feel in the moment we move from believing something is authentic to realizing that it was artificial? A story as opposed to a truth. A perceived um, or perceived as true, a true story as opposed to a made-up story. And more precisely, how do we feel when we realize that we thought that what we thought was coming from the character, uncertainty, and questions of a human being who cares about us and who knows they are in process is actually from someone or something without that level of intent or discernment or investment? I don't know about you, but I feel cheated. And it makes me feel cheap. As if someone believes I don't have value or worth beyond the platitudes, the clean sentences, and information that is simply that, information. Why do we feel less concerned about the authenticity when, when we find out it's a machine versus a human being? Why do we care about that? Like when we realize it's, it was not generated by a human, for some reason we expect more from the fallible human leaders than the machine. Probably because we know that the human leader has the capacity to help us or harm us and to let us down or meet or and exceed our expectations. It's not only the power and perception of the leader that matters, but also our power to make deeper judgments based on how we feel and what we think about that leader. Our intent and perception and thinking impacts our behavior every day. A wealth of psychology would affirm that. And that blows my mind, y'all. It really does. About two years ago, I wrote in the intro to my next book that's not come out yet that's coming out this year this is what i said in the very first paragraph leading would be easy if we were robots i'm not sure we'd be any better at it but it sure would be easier if we were robots our programming would just tell us what to do and we would do it we wouldn't have to fuss with all the feelings of other people what they think about themselves and what they think of us we wouldn't have to be concerned with whether or not people are motivated or inspired we would simply be responsible for getting the results we were built to get and when we didn't get them, we would just be replaced by a better robot. But until leaders are robots, it's not going to be like that. Leaders aren't machines, and neither are the people we lead. Each of us, whether we're leading or following, brings a wonderfully complex and nuanced combination of capacity to get results, feelings about our world, good and bad experiences, and a deeper drive for purpose that makes us all so incredibly interesting and capable of unbelievable things. But that same Complexity that makes us so wonderful is also what makes us difficult. We aren't robots, and I'm thankful for that. Sure, we bring some wiring in our DNA regarding our personalities and our strengths and limitations, but we also bring an experiential story that has shaped our capacity to lead and who we are. And the problem is that we too often, too often we understand so little about who we are and the person or leader we've become, and sometimes it feels like just too much work to become just a little bit more self-aware, let alone more effective. 
But for some of us, we simply haven't been invited to understand our whole story and its impact on the leader or person we could become. Here is my, um, good golly, who is my, here's my fundamental premise with regards to AI and authentic leadership. And is it's based on this question, what will not change regardless of this technology? This is my belief given what I see in the evidence of decades of research, my experience and psychology. What will not change is the frailty and wonder of the human soul. The soul being the deeper, deeper spirit, psychology, the thinking, the frailty, the power, the mistakes, the victories, the experiences, the hope, the failures, the tears, the values, and questions of a person, of each of you. And regardless of the technology, the precious value of a human being. And when I say that, I mean this, the ones we like and the ones we don't. And the ones who like us and the ones who don't. Each of us across the world, I don't think that's going to change. And what will not soon change is the reality of our influence on one another and the necessity and capability of each of us to do something courageous, to take a stand and to lead. And we can either lead from thoughtfulness and other-centric as well as self-affirming intent, or we can lead from thoughtless, selfish intent. There's something we realize when we realize something is coming from that kind of a human. I didn't have a top 10 list this week or a semi-creative way to talk about leadership theory. By the way, go back and watch last, last week if you get a chance because it was a very interesting, creative way, I think, hope, hope to look at leadership theory over these generations. But I'll finish with this. What I do have is this. What is the nature of what it means to be human? And what does it mean to lead human beings well, to see them as they are whole and to lead from our own humanity? And how can technology be used responsibly and effectively to enhance how we motivate and inspire people, real people? Let's just keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this wild conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.